Hi everybody, it's Bryant here. Uh, this is our second episode of How to Artist. And Kim and I are very excited about this venture because we have this love of being creative and we want to just explore different ways of staying motivated and being creative and hopefully having a community aspect of it. So um, it's really exciting and liberating to kind of find ways to be creative and we're gonna discuss all different things that artists go through and this next episode coming up is about perfectionism and how everybody in some aspect deals with it and how to kind of realize that you're being a perfectionist and breaking down those walls and getting past it um if you haven't already please like subscribe comment that helps with the algorithm and without further ado, here is our second episode. Hi, Kim. Hi, Brian. <laughs> um, this is How to Artists with Kim and Brian. And very exciting. Very exciting. And today we're talking about perfectionism. Perfectionism. The dreaded word of every artist. Yeah. And the dreaded fate that kind of like keeps us shackled from doing most things I could speak for myself of how perfectionism has stopped me from a lot of things and probably still till this day and it's kind of like how do you find ways to deal with it how do you overcome it what is perfectionism is being perfect even possible we'll talk about it yeah I mean no it's not <laughs> We can answer that one right now. But yeah, I mean, it's the dreaded word of every artist because art by nature is supposed to be flawed, right? It's supposed to be human and flawed. And and we find perfect, as, as audience members, we find perfect, our version of quote unquote perfect in a flawed piece of art. And it's really not up to us to decide if it's perfect or not. But that doesn't like stop us from this unhealthy habit of like, I need it to be perfect to put it out there because the world is a very mean place and we want to protect ourselves. So, um, but it does, as you mentioned, hold us back. So we just have to figure out ways to overcome it and ways to be okay with being flawed and not only our art, but us as people because in our society, it's kind of like, you know, people are influencers and things and we like associate the person with the art a lot more. Um, but yeah, we're going to go over all that and hopefully find ways to deal with it and, and not let it stop us from like living the life we want to live. And kind of a question that's now popping up and I can go first since it's yeah. popping up on my brain is like, what is something that you're self-conscious about in terms of perfectionism and it, like how has it held you back and one thing i think about for myself is like so it, this was before acting training and all that stuff and even sometimes just like growing up my voice can get very monotone so i always get very self-conscious of like am i talking like a zombie i and i probably am but just like that was one thing of just like this audition sounds dumb or whatever and I kind of just like drive myself crazy but that's part of like you know everybody the way they move their body the way they sound the way they do things like that's what makes everybody unique but it's crazy that we like hyper focus on that little thing yeah it's like no one's thinking about things as much as you are like everyone's worried about themselves so they're you know 
Um, I don't think you're a monotone person, especially when you're, when you like come to life and we're talking and whatever, you're like a very animated and goofy person. So I've never thought of you in that way, but you know, I understand you're like, this is a thing that I've either been told or experienced about myself. And we like, hang on to that. Um, and, and, and it becomes like almost an identity that we have. Like I'm this type of person. Um, and flaws can be comforting weirdly you know where you're like this is who I am and that that's known so I'm gonna hang on to that when really overcoming that and just being like yeah I'm a flawed person but I'm not gonna latch on to this identity is scarier yeah any sense no for sure um and I know I mean perfectionism is hard like perfectionism has definitely 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 held me back in so many ways. Um, like I didn't want to post, like, I'm not a person that is like, I want to be an influencer. Like I want to be an actor and a writer, but in LA, um, you know, I've met so many people that are like, post stuff online. You have to post stuff online. If you want to be successful in this industry, you need followers, you need whatever. And I was just like, yeah, but the internet's mean. And they're like, if you want to be an actor or writer, you're going to have to get over that. (laughs) You know, so it was just one of those things where I was just like, fine, I'm just going to post a bunch of random stuff and see what happens. And I I was actually it's funny because I was talking to my mom the other day about it. And I was telling her I made this video about pickles. And like, I don't know if if you say it went viral. I don't know if it got that many views, but it got like an insane amount of views that I'm used to. And um, I was just talking to my mom about it. And she was like, get ready because you're going to get your first mean comment soon. And I was like, well, that probably means that I've like, I'm progressing, like I'm moving forward. Yeah. So um, I was like, then I'll look at it as a good thing when that happens. So like yeah. reframing things can also be helpful as well. That helped. Right? Like I got my first hater. I got my first hater. Exactly. <laughs> You know, and like, who knows what happens? Maybe I'll I, like, I'll, I'll definitely post more videos, but like, you know, if I get a writing job, that's going to stop. But like, <laughs> you know, it's it's just like, who knows what the future will hold? So it's just like, just go for it, you know, and and stop worrying about every little detail. Um, so how has how has perfectionism affected you? Like, do you have any examples? <clears throat> Yeah, it stops me from doing everything. Like, I'm not posting the videos, not approaching potential friendships or romantic relationships because I'm like, oh, they, you know, I'm not pretty enough or smart enough or interesting enough or funny enough or whatever. Uh, not like, like so many things. Like, I've, there, there have been periods in my life where I felt like I wasn't really living because I felt like I didn't deserve it because I wasn't perfect. So, like, it's actually impacted me, like, pretty, pretty strongly. Yeah. Um, and it's something I work with with my therapist. <laughs> Um, but like, is there any big opportunities or anything that you can think of specifically that you're like, this is, or maybe even just a habit that you have? Um, sometimes, um, which is something I've gotten over during time of, I can be very rigid, um, as a fellow Virgo. I can be very oriented with like calendars or whatever. And I overbook myself in uh, this time I'm doing this and this for 50 minutes and this for 50 minutes and, th- and like the little goals that you have throughout the day and then balance with work. And I, I basically like overbook my schedule with all the things I want to do. 
and leave no room for flexibility. And then if I don't um, hit those goals or if I don't hit all the things that I want to do, it, it goes beyond like acting stuff. It could be just like personal stuff. Then I'll just stop it all and I'll just give up and nope, we're not doing this anymore because I didn't fulfill that promise with myself, which is insane. Like I'm not a robot, but you know, you get into a mindset of like, this is, this is what feels comfortable for me of just like planning ahead and ahead and ahead. Yeah. So what, what stops you in those moments? Is it like, you feel like you failed or is it like, I didn't fulfill what I wanted to do to myself and I can't deal with those emotions. Like, what is it that stops you from just pushing forward anyway? I think, um, a combination of both of what you said and also like, after you know because we're artists and we have to find ways to still supplement ourselves and after working like a 40-hour work week do i want to look at a script do i want to do all that stuff no netflix sounds better and just like mm-hmm. hanging out or sleeping and that we're in an industry where it doesn't come to you um it does it just doesn't like get handed to you and you have to kind of push past those um, obstacles. Um, I don't want to call it complacency, but you know, I'm working all the time and it's kind of just like, I want to take a moment for myself and then maybe an hour becomes two hours and three hours or whatever the case may be. But I think I'm getting better with, um, the idea of like even an hour a week, even 15 minutes a day, whatever the case may be, that's still pushing yourself forward than not doing it at all. Um, yeah. 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 It's interesting because you're like linking perfectionism with burnout, which is, you know, like I never really thought about it that way, but yeah, perfectionism can lead to a faster burnout, right? Or like lead to burnout happening faster, I guess I can say, because it's like, if you're just like, I'm going to do this to the best of my abilities, great, you know, but if you're holding this impossible standard that you'll never meet, it's so discouraging, right? You know, so that's, that's really interesting. I've never thought about it that way. Um, And it's interesting that you mentioned Virgo, because I'm a cancer and I deal with perfectionism as well. But it's in a um, in a way of like rejection based, which we talked about in the previous podcast of how to handle rejection, but it's just like, I know I'm going to get rejected because I'm not perfect. And rejection is like one of the worst things (laughs) apparently for a cancer because it's like my, I put myself into it and then you seek validation from outside people. So you're like, if I'm not perfect, then this person might not validate me in which case my self-worth is less you know, which is like so silly, right? Um, but it's it's true. So it's like, you know, if this person doesn't, you know, if HBO doesn't want my show, then I must not be a good writer. If this guy doesn't want to go out, then I must not be a valuable partner. If this person doesn't want to be my friend, then I must not be that, that interesting or that caring or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's based in that, um, you know, validation. Like if I'm not perfect, I don't deserve these things. And it's funny of like you, it's similar to things that we've talked about, like seeking validation from outside sources. Yeah. And I think um, like for 
validation for like am i on the right track or if am i getting better as an artist is one thing but then solely seeking validation for like i'm not good enough for this that's a whole other thing of you you could drive yourself crazy and i, yeah. I when we started talking at the beginning of like embracing your flaws think of your favorite artists um, in any medium like they're heavily flawed and they eventually just embraced everything and we love them because of their flaws and it's crazy because you know they're they probably get self-conscious of it yeah yeah it's funny because when you when you were saying that i was thinking of george carlin and he's one of my favorite comedians but he started i don't know if a lot of people know this or not but he started as like this like straight laced guy like his you know his hair was done differently and he was just like very like for lack of a better term, like straight edge, wholesome comedian. And um, it just, you know, obviously that's not who he is. It's not authentic. And instead he kind of gave up this like really put together person for this like messy, observational, passionate person. And that's when he started to skyrocket and became the George Carlin that we all know and love. So like, you know, that's such a good example of embracing the messiness and being like authentic. And maybe that's, where you know you can defeat perfectionism is authenticity because you're like if it's messy at least it's me you know because like how terrible would it be if you get rejected from you know you're you put on this like face of somebody else and it's gonna be messy anyway because no one's perfect and then you get rejected and you're like oh i became this whole other person that didn't even work you know um so yeah maybe authenticity isn't is is the cure (laughs) i think it definitely is the cure and we often tell ourselves it's not other times of just like sometimes you want to be put together for me again the robot thing of like i want to be as put together and as perfect whatever that means as possible and it's that doesn't lend into personality or like getting to know somebody for who they are and all that stuff because we're all not perfect at the end of the day we all have our own shit going on yeah Uh, yeah yeah it's interesting because I actually have a a weird question for you so has perfectionism like helped you in any way because I look at you and I'm like oh my god Brian is so organized you you pushed me so much where I'm like lagging and you're like no Kim we're gonna do this podcast you know and I look at you as like, wow, he's so organized. He's so put together. He follows through on what he says he's going to do. You know, so do you feel like it benefits you at all? Or is it all like, you know, you're like, no, that that aspect. I think in the sense of like organizing <clears throat> to a T that like me pre-planning ahead of time um, of like, I need to do all these things and I have to organize it and lists or whatever. But I think too much of anything is bad and I go overboard with it. So it's like the over planning and like I was saying of like um, planning every single thing out to the T where it, it it's impossible to do that and not leaving room for flexibility. Um, opposite of that, like how, it, I don't know if you consider yourself a very organized person or not, but I feel like the fluidity of like just the create we're both creative beings beings but i feel like you have this like freedom to yourself and just like bouncing off ideas and that um it's something i'm trying to embrace more of like it it can't always be one way or another like you have to kind of like free flow and figure things out grass is always greener (laughs) literally literally 
If, if you're telling me with our powers combined, we'd be the perfect we're, creative. We're <laughs> super person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, weirdly, like we are very different, but make a good team. So I feel like that is saying a lot there. You know, like too much of anything is a bad thing. No, we're very different, but we're also the same and we're a mess. So <laughs> we're a mess. We're very goofy. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we, that's true. We're the different, but we are the same. Um, so we also wanted to talk about like, finding ways into being creative without the pressure of results, because I feel like results is where the perfectionism comes in, right? It's like, you're focusing on, okay, I need to get, I need HBO to pick up my show, right? Which is like a vision board type thing for me. Um, so, you know, instead of focusing on, okay, I need HBO to pick up this show, how can I be the creative person to create a show that's fun and unique and different and and shows a piece of humanity and, and is only something that I can make? Yeah. You know, so are there any things that you found, like, just ways into being creative? Because you just talked about how you're like, I want to be more free-flowing. Like, have you ever been able to access that? Or is that still something that you're working towards? I think... Um a lot of it comes from pushing myself out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. in terms of trying something new that I haven't done, even if, and we might've talked talked about this last time, of trying something new that I haven't done before, or even like getting, you hear it from teachers all the time of just like, get a room of creatives in the same place and just like have a workshop or a salon and do all this. Th- and it's things we hear all the time, but it's so true of just like, working with other people and feeding off other energies and just like being a creative person and that kind of like helps with not having pressure of it being judged so critically and it's all just like ideas based and it kind of lessens the blow when you do get to that bigger um, place I would hope of just like I've done this I've worked with other people it's not just like me in my head and this one thing that has to be this way yeah yeah I think that that helps a lot like especially like the comfort zone thing is hard so it's hard it's so hard um but it's so important and and there's just there's so many ways to get out of the the or get into, sorry, the just being creative and just like letting things free flow or like, you know, like I look at it as like a channel, like to the universe, you know, like where it just opens up. Because a lot of ideas that I have, especially the good ones, I feel like they're, they don't come from me, like they're given to me. So, you know, it's like how to access that. And I just feel like taking a winding path sometimes can help. So it's like, go do a hobby or like something that you're interested in that you always wanted to do. Like go do that instead of like sitting at a computer and trying to write or like, you know, trying to find ways into a character if you're an actor or whatever, like being a creative person means collecting these experiences. So it's like, go collect those experiences and do things that you're interested in like go and do them badly. So do them like badly on purpose. So like go find something that you can't stop thinking about, right? If you're just like, oh, I really want to paint. I've been thinking about it forever. I want to paint. Like go take a cheap painting class or like if you don't have the money, go on YouTube, like buy, you know, get get a sketchbook or whatever and like start painting and then do it horribly yeah. and it'll access something. Like the act of doing it for the love of doing it is so important can i ask you and we will, <laughs> you're, you're gonna, you're gonna love right my now. answer for this oh my god like can i ask you what is if have you ever done anything that was like 
nothing related to what you wanted to do and you just like sucked so badly at it? Oh my God, so many things. Um, I, during the pandemic, I decided, I, cause I had been wanting to do it forever. I decided to skateboard. Okay. <laughs> There's videos of me like skateboarding in my driveway. Um, it was horrible. It was horrible. I bought all the pads, the knee pads, elbow pads. The, I have like a picture that I can show you, videos I can show you. Um, and I decided to skateboard. And there's a reason why you skateboard as a child, because you have no fear. You feel like you're immortal. I <laughs> I know too much now. <laughs> so I was just like, I could easily die, like easily just pass away um, as I'm doing this. So I... Um, it was, I was just too scared, like, to do much with it. Like, I wouldn't even, like, like just freeform just skate. Like, I always had to be like, no, this is too fast. <laughs> um, it was terrible. So I have all my skating stuff just in my closet, and I won't ever do it, even though I feel like I would really love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you? Um, so I don't know if you know this about me, but I have an affinity for, like, late 90s early 2000s hip-hop and r&b music videos and i love the dance sequences and i love like just like the vibe and i feel like nothing till this day could ever trump that and um myself and a mutual friend of ours were like we want to do hip-hop dancing i want to <laughs> be like one of those people in the hip-hop dancing videos and we took a beginner class and it was not a beginner class. It was not a beginner <laughs> class. And I looked like an idiot <laughs> in front of there. Oh. And what made it worse is like a couple of months afterwards, we forgot about it. We moved on. We're like, we're never talking about it again. And then we tried it again <laughs> at another studio. And it was even harder. <laughs> And there's a video somewhere that I'm sure if I look at it, I'll cringe. But it was a lot of, and four, five, six, six, five, four. And I was just like, oh my so my my career for um, being a background dancer both started and ended both of those days. That's beautiful. I, I actually did ballet for like 15 years as in my childhood. And I was horrible at it. I was, but I loved it. I, so I didn't really care too much. Um, and I did a dance class in New York before the pandemic and I, it was terrible, but I do want to get back to it. Dancing is just one of those things like where you're just like, you look so stupid until you don't. Yeah. Um, so I'm not surprised that just because no one can pick up on it that fast, especially if it's not a beginner class. They, they said it was a beginner class. They lied, they lied. <laughs> We should take a dance class together and film it. I'm so down to make myself look like an ass and try something yeah. different. So, hey, we got to put our money where our mouth is. It or made it. It made it better doing it with a friend, uh, which I think always when you have that support of just like being with somebody and just like not caring because you're with that person, you're just having a good time. I think that's also another thing of like having fun when doing it and not getting so self-conscious and heady because yeah. um, I was talking to a friend actually yesterday and we were talking about like fitness and they were, they're starting their fitness journey because they're like not, they're starting their fitness journey in the sense of like, I want to take more group classes and not just do one thing. And they were talking about yoga 
And I recently started up yoga again myself and they were talking about like, yeah, I went all the way to the corner because I was self-conscious of like all the other people that could do the stuff. And I was like, I was doing the same thing too. Like, even though I get, I'm physically active, like everybody else was like doing all these handstands and I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to like try to keep up with all these people. I'm going to do whatever's comfortable with me, but it's just like, um, when you have another person with you, it makes it so much easier. It's true. Like having the support of friends is great. Like even if, I mean, it's better if they're there with you doing it with you, but like even just for them to be like, yeah, go do it, you know, um, or, you know, having them to text before and after just like having the support and, and, you know, my, my best friend is, she has her own business in, um, North Carolina, she's a doctor. And I feel like me and her are, we're so different. We're two totally different people. And we have two totally different goals, but we're kind of like trying to build something, yeah. you know? Um, and it's kind of nice talking to her and just, you know, I went to go visit her. I kind of saw her life out there. And it was just like, it was really cool to just see like, yeah, she's, she's doing it. Like she's really doing this thing. And we'll talk to each other about like, I'm struggling with this. I feel like I'm failing. I feel like, you know, I don't have the approval of this person or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, everyone's just trying to build something really cool in their lives. And having a friend to talk about it with, I feel like makes all the difference, even if they're not there with you. Yeah. So um, how do you um, embrace it? How do you embrace being messy? Does it get to like, you've done it for so long and you're just like, this is it, we're doing it, or is there something that you tell yourself, or, like, how do you, at, like, in this day and age, embrace it? That This one's hard. I feel like this one's the hardest one for me, because um, I don't like being messy, and I don't like um, that feeling, um, and I definitely, like, I posted videos that were a little messy, I put, you know, things like, so I'm, like, trying to combat against it, but I think in grad school was particularly hard for me. I went to grad school for screenwriting, and you have a deadline and you submit your work and then the whole class reads it, the professor reads it, and then they all do a feedback session. And it's just one of those things where I'm just like, I hated it because I was like, I want more time. I want it to be like exactly what I want it to be before I give it to you. And a classmate had said to me one time, he was like, I don't want to name his name because I didn't ask him yeah. <laughs> if I could say it, but um, he said, um, yeah, I, he's like, I get so frustrated when people are like, oh, this thing is is wrong with it. When I know going into it, that's wrong. That's wrong. He's like, I, you know, I didn't have enough time to fix it or I don't know how to fix it. And it's like, oh, you just have to embrace that people are going to think the wrong thing about you or not think that you're good this particular week or not. You know, like it's just kind of like letting go of other people's opinions and being like, I this is the best I could do this week. Yeah. You know, and some weeks are going to be great. Uh, one week, one of my professors was like, oh, wow, you like worked um, really hard this week. This this looks really good. And then other weeks I've literally had people be like, what 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 are you doing? You know, yeah. um, so I think it's just like this is the best that I have. For yeah. right now. Um, what and about you? What? Oh, sorry. Ahead. No, I, to add on to that, I was going to say and that comes with like the consistency thing of like you just have to keep going because it like eventually even if we're at the top of our game whenever that point comes it's still going to be like with bigger um stakes there's bigger problems and you there's always going to be something that you're judging yeah. uh, so i think that never goes away for me i think it like 
I just I kind of have a talk to myself and I'm just like, yeah, this is what it is. Before it used to be soul crushing when I would get feedback from like um, going to an audition and they would have me change it this way or give me a whole bunch of notes or not say anything. And I always think of like all the what ifs, but I go in there, I smile, I do my best or whatever. And I'm like, okay, thank you so much for your time. And I don't think about it. And I think with auditioning for myself, it's like nothing is guaranteed. And it's crazy because I remember there was a very specific moment that there was a day I had two auditions. One of the auditions, I had to do a monologue and I did it. And then after I left, I was like, that was so fucking bad or whatever. Uh Moved on, went to the next audition. I did a fairly decent job. And then the um, role I ended up booking was the one for the monologue that I thought I did so bad in. (laughs) like the irony of it right right it's like that's happened to me before too where like someone will work with you for like an hour in the room and you're like they loved me you'll never hear from them again and then I had another audition where they cut me off in the middle of the monologue and I booked it yeah um yeah yeah, it's but I mean that goes along with the thing of like it's not yours to judge right you know they saw something in you that might have not been up to your standard but was exactly their standard or maybe you being nervous and and you know, feeling flawed or whatever was was good for that particular character or whatever it may be. Um, it's a really interesting story, though. Um, but like what what kind of paths do you like to go down to to? I mean, failure is just one of the worst things ever, I think, you know, especially public failure, because we're, we're performing artists. So public failure is so necessary. But it's like failure is so important because it keeps you from standing still, right? Like it's progress. Failure is progress. Even though it feels like you're taking five steps back, you're actually taking steps forward. So like what kind of things do you feel like you do to like push through the failure instead of kind of like crawling back in that hole of doing nothing? Ooh. Um I mean it varies from time to time because sometimes it could be like again, I've done other acting workshops and it's kind of just like if I don't get favorable feedback it sometimes it's easier just to be like okay whatever like I had like that happened brush it out I did I at least did the thing um and kind of like over time you build up that tough skin of just like okay we're we're doing it it wasn't the best but that's okay um other times it hurts deeper where you, you just like don't like if you you're not feeling your best and then the person kind of just like this was so bad and kind of just like going in on you and you're like oh my god and it affects you for other days so I think there's different ways of like um handling it I think having a support system of people and just like I know I reach out to my friends all the time and uh do a mini vent session and yeah. then they'll kind of like build me up afterwards or whatever the case may be but I think having a strong community of people who know you and know your worth and not you talking yourself down. And there's one thing that my, one of my very good friends says to me all the time, if I'm ever feeling like in that moment, and she's like, don't talk bad to my friend as in like me not talking bad to me. Yeah. Oh, that's very sweet. I I love that when the protectiveness of your friends comes out, um, it always feels like, okay, I'm going to, I can breathe. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, the community thing is just, is amazing. And we've definitely 
done that for each other through the many years that we've been friends. Um, you know, and, and it's also like, I have really bad anxiety. So I also like go down these like paths and everything that I'm like, and my therapist sometimes is like, what's the worst that could happen? And I was like, I could create a very believable story in which me doing this leads to my death. Like, I just can go <laughs> through this thing. And it's like, but sometimes I can help going through that stuff because it's like, okay, what if you post a video and people say some really mean things about you, right? And it's like, I'm an actress. I've heard it all before, right? So it's just like, yeah, it's probably things that you, you know, maybe you have heard before or versions of what you've heard before and you're still doing it. So you're, you're going to be fine, you know? So like, I feel like almost going through those what ifs can help you know, see that the worst thing that happens, unless it is your death, which is very highly unlikely, unless you're some kind of like insane athlete or, you know, daredevil. Um, the worst thing is something that's probably either already happened to you or you are prepared for and you can overcome and setting up a support system or, you know, if you want to plan for those what ifs, so that makes you feel better, then that can help. But it usually isn't as bad as you think. And it's usually like when it happens, you're like, oh, that's it. Okay, great. You know, um, so I usually find that like indulging yourself a little bit, like indulging that like anxiety monkey brain can sometimes help. It's a fine line. So be careful. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I had. And do you have any other questions? Oh, wait, I have, I talked to my best friend about perfectionism and she had some things to say. Yes. And this is a fun little segment where we're still figuring it out of like yeah. a friend's corner or something where we're going to ask our friends questions of like whatever topic we're talking about, whether, you know, perfectionism, if we ask them, how do they deal with it or anything? So we'll throw in little tidbits because I feel like it's always fun to hear from the community of people of how it affects you in some sort of way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking about messy and I feel like it's weird to talk about it as we're like actively doing it. Like, I feel like us doing this podcast is a little bit messy and I'm like, 100%. I'm going to let Bryant down. I'm going to let myself down. This is going to be terrible. People are like, what are they thinking? You know? <laughs> Same exact way, but I think that goes hand in hand with like, just do it. And it, it's, you're gonna, and there's a, a meme, I'm sure, or a quote online where it's like, your first script is gonna be shit. The first, yeah, yeah. Some music's gonna be shit, your first podcast, but just do it. Yeah. I mean, the fact, like, honestly, if you hadn't pushed me, I don't think I would have even I would have like still been in planning mode you know yeah and it's just it's just so scary and it's it's like you know sometimes the fear is what creates the result that you don't want to so I'm just like I'm just gonna be casual I'm just talking to Brian but yeah I mean we're we're gonna try to be examples of just do the thing <laughs> just do the thing so I asked my best friend she was the one that I mentioned with the practice in uh North Carolina and she's in Asheville um and I asked her, like, how do you deal with perfectionism? And I know she struggles with it because she's we've known each other since high school. I know her pretty well. Um, and then she said, I'm Asian. Of course, I struggle with it. <laughs> and then she said, it's a constant struggle. But I think big picture instead of details is helpful, like taking a step back and being more mindful and realistic and realiz realizing that no one else is probably paying attention to the details in the way that I am. 
And I was like, that is so true. Like no one cares as much as you do. And, you know, she'll send me like, what about this logo or this logo? And they're like very similar. And like, I definitely I'll give her opinions and that stuff matters. But I'm just like, if you're a good doctor, that stuff matters more. And she is, you know, so um, it's just like the little details we're so obsessed with. And everyone else is like not even noticing it or thinking about it. Um, so it's like, I mean, I have other examples of, of people trying to post videos and, and things are like students that I have, I'm, I'm an acting coach and students that I have that are like, oh, I didn't look the best or that face was weird. And I'm like, that was my favorite part of the self tape was when you made that weird face because it was so authentic and so real. Um, you know, so have you found... And that's an interesting thing to think about because we've been talking about our experiences, but like, have you found that in like friends, um, like dealing with perfectionism where you're kind of like, what are you even talking about? You're wonderful. I mean, all the time, because even <laughs> you and I, you and I have conversations of yeah. like, before we were just talking about like getting on camera and how, you know, we look and you're like, you look perfect. And I was like, yeah. ew, stop. But it's like I could say the same thing. Conversation we had. I could say the same thing about you, and you'll be like, "I look like a mess." But it yeah. just similar to your friend, my other friend who um, I talked to, who's a musician. She um, is planning her content and all this stuff, and um, similar enough, it will be like, "Which one looks better, this or this?" And it's the same exact thing, and it's like over planning or. She won't uh, put the thing out there that she needs to and she'll overplay like this needs to be done and this needs to be done and this and it's just like, just do it. (laughs) Right. Right. The just do it thing. It's so easy to look at someone you love and just be like, just just fucking do it, you know, like um, but but when it's you. You know, like everyone's like, just share your writing. And I was like, I'd rather die. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I'd rather stab myself with a fork than post things publicly on the Internet and share my writing, you know. And it's like, but everything I want, literally everything I want in my career is on the other side of doing exactly that. Um, So it's it's hard. But, yeah, having a support system, um, you know, kind of like indulging any sort of fears that you have and being like, yeah, if this happens, I'll still survive. Um, you know, getting outside perspectives of people that care about you. Like there's, there's so many ways to deal with it. And if it helps keep you organized, then you can use it as well. Um, any other last tidbits, stories that you wanted to share? Nothing I could think of. I think just like a reminder for everybody that perfect isn't a thing. You can't be perfect. And embracing your flaws is kind of like where it's at. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, reach out to us too for if you guys are like experiencing this or like you had a win, then let us know. Um, Because I'm really curious about other people's experiences as well. And that's part of the reason why we started this podcast is because Brian and I were having these conversations and we were like, other people have to be, I remember talking to you and being like, other people have to be having these experiences. Um, So I'm just really curious of what you guys go through and how you overcame it, any wins that you had, um, or what, just what your experiences are. Yeah. So, um, that's it for this week. Um, I'm Bryant and that's Kim. And, um, I guess we'll see you next time. Share, like, 
comment, five stars, all of that, and just let us know what your experiences are with perfectionism. We'd love to hear. Give us a good Yelp review. Yes. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye.